Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. See, there's a reason why that first commandment was fucked. You shall have. 
and to keep you carnal and to keep you earth bound and to keep you focused here and to keep you under the God that will bound to the earth that will release from that tree when God, come on here, put Adam in that garden. And so they're designed to do that. They're designed to keep your affections on your flesh, on your lust of the eye, okay, what do you say, in the pride of life. And did he say it? They're designed to do that. We think that the anointing is only for our holy God. No, the anointing is if you want to get a part, be a partaker of God's spirit, but every spirit can give you some ability to do what they've assigned you or desire for you to do. Why is it? Y'all don't believe that? Let's go to scripture. Why is it that man named the Herod could terrorize the whole city for that long? Because he was empowered by darkness to do so. Because the moment Jesus Christ cast those devils out of him, he was set to be a human being. He sat down, put his clothes on, and was ready for up. So Jesus Christ is the only one that's got an anointing to empower his people. He just said, yours is going to be greater. Yours is going to be strong. He said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So let's know that there is a power in the world. Amen. And the problem is, is that we deceive ourselves into thinking we can control it. That you can think that when the power of God is going to move in you and the power of darkness is going to move in you. That's why we don't walk away clean from those things. Because you somehow think you're still a master of your own destiny and you can control what spirit can control you. First of all, they can't even hardly identify you. Come on. You know how many times a week you have to wake up and say, it's going with me. I don't know what's going with me. What am I feeling this way? Why do I have this? I don't know. I mean, that's what we call it, the wrong side of the bed. All that unclean spirit that you can't name and identify. They have attached themselves to you through various things that you picked up along the way. That's what Christ called the carnal spray. Did you not? And you can get spray hanging around stuff. You can get spray hanging around that. Oh, come on in the place. We always talk about you. How Jesus hung around and sat selected and sinners. But let me tell you what Jesus was able to do that we don't do. And that was use his own mantle, his own inner holiness, his own inner standard of righteousness to impact and change their life. But when we hang around sex selected and sinners, we try to find ways to agree with them. We try to find ways to accuse ourselves. We try to find ways to explain away what else we're doing. So as a result, us hanging around sinners makes us weak, where Jesus can make him a savior.
think you better get something operational out of it. Oh, come on in here. Jesus said about Jerusalem, there was no negative. I can't even do no mighty work. So I need to obviously teach you to break this yoke off your mind so that you can believe in who I am. You will get no mighty moves and mighty uh, miracles and wonders and things in your life as long as you're yoked with unbelief. And as long as you are catering to the forces and powers and arguments and persuasions of unbelievers. We're wondering why we can't get moved out of the church because we're trying to figure out ourselves what can you do. <laughs> well, people don't like Christians because people are like you have a church full of that, and how many miracles did you want to get off the ground? If Jesus Christ himself couldn't get off the ground in Jerusalem, then you can't get Oh, come on in this place. Y'all all right to y'all right to say? Because that's what we are. You can't have the hope and doubt and unbelief and all of that around you, even in your song choices, even in the things that you're going to feast on. You can't take all of that fire into your bosom and think your clothes at some point is not going to be burnt and not going to be consumed. You're not going to be burnt by that. You won't get to rise up in your Christian walk. You won't get to rise up in the strength of everything. And come on, we talk about the great one in us, but yet we take in every other thing. So God's presence is going to be what? First of all, if God wanted you to perform a miracle and wanted to do a mighty act through you, would you have enough faith in who he is? Or would you be nursing all of the arguments and all the contention of everybody's issue with Jesus Christ? Oh, How would you activate that greater person on the inside of you? How would we even begin to do that? Okay. Because words are spirit and life. And a lot of the words that we're feasting on, conversations that we're having, I tell you what, the rudest person you'll ever meet when you try to come against something about Jesus Christ and probably ask you crazy, she just shut down the conversation and bothered that, but we want some place to come to go. Why? Because I don't want to come under the anointing of your conversation. And that's something that God was talking to me about as a war plan this week. I was watching something, you know, we got the whole, you know, I'll take the meat and spit out the bones, but, you know, but there's something good about this. So I was listening to a video about money. I was watching something about money. And the principles that they were giving were good. It was good quality principles about money. So I'm watching this thing, and I'm starting to hear some interesting conversation come forth about this person's belief system. Because you can't hide who's so I'm hearing some things that we call it all spirits and different things of this nature while we're talking about money. Yeah, they're giving us principles of wealth, supposedly. And after I got to the sale in this exchange, I was there like, oh, you should check out this video, this and that, the other. And the whole spirit's like, well, how many of these videos do you think you can watch before you come under their anointing? Because see, the principles that they were teaching me about wealth was the entree so that I would become a disciple of what that woman believed in. Y'all with me? So the principles were the entree. See, the music is the entree. See, the television show is the entree so that you will become a disciple to what they are actually telling. To the God and the message of the deity. Oh, come on in here. And a lot of times you don't realize that we've gotten so used to a Christianity just being whatever it is that we can't even tell when we are being offensive, converted, or prophesied. Or, I won't say evangelized, but recruited. When we are being recruited. And God told me in the middle of that, he said, no, no, no. He said, you, you don't want to do this just because you don't want to wrestle with the anointing of the God that are empowering her to do this. Because, see, we learned from the onset, didn't we? That 
and he's not the only one. Because the enemy always on assignment to convert. The enemy always on assignment to convert. And it's your job to do your due diligence to stay faithful to your God. To stay faithful to your God. And a lot of times you don't recognize that these are just entrees. The conversation is just an entree. Oh, yeah, I love the Christians who say, oh, that movie didn't really bother me. That's because you didn't realize what was happening. Like, Come on, man. You didn't know that you could come. It's not until the time I just walked away and said, oh, see, I'm a woman. Okay, then you got a woman. You got so caught up in the entertaining conversation and how nice they look and how nice they were, how cool you, they were, how much you got that in common and talk about this and talk about that, and they distracted you from the objective. And you have to ask yourself in this season, am I being distracted from the objective? In everything you do. Because with that video I was watching, Donna, but you recognize that with the little piece of information you're trying to get about wealth, she's there to make another deposit. Small deposit. That when you won't notice out, you know, out the gate. Just a small deposit of a new idea. That later on, you're wondering why you're thinking differently about this. And why all of a sudden you're meditating on different thoughts about that. If someone can sing a song for two seconds, walk away out of your presence, and you start singing it, and it wasn't your idea, how much more can you be intimidated without your knowledge or even your active participation? Because a lot of times we agree to one thing and we end up getting what? A whole different package. Y'all with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want you guys to think about that this week as your war plan. We have been trying to encourage each other on the Warrior Book Club. Yes, I got members in the house that are there. We try to encourage each other every Wednesday to stay focused because you need that. You need to be re-fortified. Every week with this message, faith comes by hearing. Hearing from us here, or a Wednesday warrior starts right on tomorrow to call right show on the prophetic head. Prayer happens on Friday at midnight. Okay, even the kids can be fortified, bringing us right back to Sunday. But you also need to be fortified by those around you. You have got to build a head around your salvation, a head around your walk. You have to build that head. Your will is designed to be a hedge for you, which is why Jesus died to make sure you can have it back. Because the enemy took your will captive. You didn't have a choice about how sin was going to play out in your flesh. Oh, come on. It was a default set. It wasn't until Jesus Christ came that you had an option to decide if that's what you wanted to be, to come under, come from under Satan's possession and Satan's captivity and begin to walk out a life that you want. It's then just a compulsion, or now your desire. Now that Jesus came, come on. It's not just a compulsion. It's your desire. When you get saved, sin is not just a default faith. It now is your choice because you have been what? Brought into the other option. You've been brought in to the power of choice, and your will now has an objective. Is it going to defend the God in you? Is it going to defend your Savior? Or is it going to try to reinforce how you were born? Come on in here. That's what it's designed to do. 
And so I want you guys to focus on that this week because we are being informed to transform and we're on our way to becoming something so that we can produce something from this gospel. Amen? How many y'all ready to get into chapter 7? Y'all ready? We've been talking about it, right? We have been talking about it. We've been on this journey together, talking about time, talking about space, talking about distance, talking about what, Mr. Lane? What did you say? Yeah, yeah. Talking about simultaneity. Tonight, I want to get into that. Y'all have been doing well understanding archetypical versus prototypical, understanding what came first and why Christianity at the least because it came first. And it's a leader in everything. Not just it's the leader in a doctrine or a denomination or a belief system. It's the leader in how everything in creation will work. It already predetermined it. It already set up and established it before anything was made. That's why Jesus had to keep telling them, but I am before that. But I came before that. But I came before that. His Messiahship was validated by the fact that he came before. Not that he came as a result of, hey, I see the earth was so terrible, so I just kind of brought myself onto the scene. <laughs> That's how they thought the Messiah was going to come. Right. Which is why they kept trying to regulate everything through these various religions. They thought it was going to come through that. But they had no idea how the Creator was going to implant himself in the world. But how he was able to come is because he already preached holy creation to not only receive him, but to respond to his agenda. Christ couldn't have lost if somebody saved him to. Because earth was already pre-coded and pre-designed to bring salvation into the world. At the time Adam was making a decision to fall, God had already encoded creation to be saved. That's why he invited the devil out, and that's why he invited all of humanity out in Noah's flood. He said, whoa, 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 but I've already pre-coded salvation into the place. It's already in motion. It's already in root. So your decision had no effect on our agenda. Because before your decision was, our plan was encoded. When I said that there be, my plan of salvation came into existence. Wow. Oh, okay. Mom, good. How can I prove it? Because what did he say in Genesis? Let there be what? Life. And Jesus said he came as the what? Salvation was there at the beginning. The light was first. But the light was first. Before the darkness. So darkness had no choice but to react to the light agenda. Oh, Ooh, yeah. oh, okay. 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 Come on, man. Because the light was first. See, we keep thinking that we owe something to darkness and we have something to prove. But you have something to prove to us because we were here first. We do need to prove to us why you can't listen, why you disobedient, why you disruptive, and why you're trying to destroy the universe. That's what we need to understand from here. If we want to talk about who needs to do the talking, after atheist death, Okay? Well, you need to prove that it doesn't exist. Well, you need to prove why this world is terrible. Why this world is ugly. Why we got crime. Why we have disease. Why we have problems. Why y'all acting all out of store. You need to prove to me why that happened. Can you give me an explanation for that? And if you can give me an explanation for that, I can give you an explanation for right here. Come on. Come on, you good. Come on, you good. Come on. Because we're always on the defense fighting somebody else's fight. Oh, come on. We're always fighting someone else's first. So understand that Christianity is first because it was first, because Christ was first. 
before we have a different conversation, what would we be talking about right now? Nothing. But it was his agenda from the beginning. His agenda from the beginning. God is in control of the things that he said that. Since before that. Since let became necessary. <laughs> okay? Because he was talking about he's been controlling this since he put his own civilization. He said let there be a heaven. And then let there be some angels to inhabit And then let my son come forth out of my brother. Okay? Come on. He's been controlling this thing since then. That's how far it goes back. That's why it's important that we understand that we are defending an archetypical thing. See, he's the reason why you can have an amoeba story. <laughs> See, Christianity is the reason why you can tell a lot. Well, okay. Because if we never said this, you would never even try to find out that. Dr. Price said, well, I'm saying, did you not two thirds of their gospel, the world's gospel, and take off that stuff, the world's doctrine and nonsense, okay, yeah. okay, the world's doctrine and nonsense, and trying to refute Christianity. Y'all have two thirds, okay, he got books and novels and think tanks and talk shows and everything trying to refute the truth. They spent a lot of time and a lot of money trying to refute your gospel. Why? Because they came first and the only one that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else is a variation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the enemy knows of uh, someone in here. Mm-hmm. And as somebody posted on Facebook, he knows that he's the only God that they has got a battle to. I appreciate that. Yeah. He is the only God. Yeah. That faith is not a battle. See, we're the one, he's the only one. Come on. When we're talking about differences, come on, share, share, share just tonight. Because this is why we got to have these conversations. Because we keep fighting their fight. Right. If you keep thinking that they're in possibility to their argument, you have already lost. Right. You've already lost class. Right. The moment that you start thinking that when they bring up something about your Christ and when they come to say something about your Savior, that there's some possibility to that. Oh, come on. The moment that you entertain it is the moment you've lost the argument. You have lost ground. And you not only lost ground in that conversation, but you lost ground in your own faith and in your own soul. Because the enemy now knows that you don't believe. That there is still room for doubt. You don't believe beyond a reasonable doubt. And he knows that. Oh, come on in the place. But let's talk about the difference between uh, what makes Christianity different than these other faiths and other religions. The first thing we talked about was the fact that there was a holy God. And then we talked about the man brings the Holy Spirit so we can do what with him? Not just only have life and live eternally, okay? It's eternality with another religion, you know, okay? We know the born-again spirit shows up in various places. We know Messiah show up in various places and all of that. But to do what? The devil didn't think that there would be anything more powerful in the earth than him. He had the keys to what? Death and hell. The grave was the transition every place. You know, point. That's a point transition between points. Okay? But he had the key. He owned those keys. So why would he be coming a power into the universe stronger than that? Than him? Than what they were exercising and manipulating through the pantheon? And do not listen. So why would they think that there would be another power that would come in to be able to what? Which is why they did what by Jesus walking the place? Which is 
walking dead. Okay, come on. Everything was about to dead because they didn't see any other thing coming. That was supersede that authority that was given to them. Outside of the Jews. When they said, man, whatever, because they can't get the law right. So, okay? Yeah. 
Jesus was designed to be the door. They were representatives. They were grateful. They were like, hey, we need this moment to go through home, in and out. Jesus let us be in and out. Because a place had not been prepared yet for him to dwell here. He had to knock out the government of the old. He had to destroy some things for a place to be prepared for him to dwell here for a comforter and a power for himself to come. Not to just bring you truth and words, but to open up a portal that should not be closed. He said, I open the door that no man can shut. Oh, come on in here. When he opens the door that no man can shut, then nobody can open and close the heavens and earth. But Jesus Christ, he assumes all authority. When he said, now, all authority has been given to me in heaven and now on earth. Because he or earth, he did me control the world. Death and, and hell. Come on. He was running on portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was moving this all the way to the supernatural. And God only can move in Israel. God only has love by day. Portal. Turn up a fire by night. Portal. That was the only way he could keep things moving between heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. Y'all are Oh! 
dealing with all of those things. And it's so hard. Because when you're a prophet, you think it's going to happen immediately. Because there is no distance. Mm. It's happening now. Simultaneity. Now. You're in the instantaneous with God. Because there is no blockade. There is no sunning room. There is no 24 7 clock. There's none of that happening. So when you're in your prayer time, you prophesy and told me they're going to prophesy everything they see in that moment. And I realize that you everything under the sun. Without a 
where it is in order for it to continue to act on everything that the ambassador said. Right. Mm -hmm. So it can execute and cause the American government to subsist, to stay alive. So it's the source. And God, the Father, is that foundation. He is that source. And then the word comes forth to speak. So in, okay, when we're dealing with simultaneity, we're dealing with the fact, okay, I mean, Lord knows he, oh, I hope y'all can see that. It, it, it's wet. I don't know why I'm showing up like that, y'all. I don't know now. Don't know
predestined to activate what was encoded. That's why timing is so important. How can we say this? Kenneth Barnea is a classic example that Dr. Christ uses all the time. And if you've never studied the story in the scriptures, it's a good time this week to do a little Bible study. But in the story of Kenneth Barnea, God tells you the word, the prophecy, from what's been predestined in eternity, prophecy, what's been predestined in eternity, prophecy, what's been predestined in eternity, prophecy. He gives a prophecy, thank you. He
And you've got to stop rejecting the root work that God wants to do in you so that he can get it done. And he can't get you past your fear, so come on here. That word can't live in this world. And sometimes God has to uproot before he can just start rooting. Oh, come on. Before his work can have a place, he's got to uproot with the devil has been out behind. Yes? Yes. With your flesh has been gratifying. Uh, seeds that were sown by others who couldn't move. Mm-hmm. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.